0: are like that's your passion you love to sit in a stand all day and maybe not even see anything yeah, I love it. I love it. Absolutely. Oh, you got the dream job. It is a dream job because that's your passion and you love to do it. But it's also a lot of work. There's guys that I know who don't have social media and are some of the best hunters out there because they don't got time for it because they're hunting. <laughs> they're doing what they love. Honestly, I would say that taking somebody else hunting is more fun than actually going hunting for myself. And he always tries to help me remember that. He says, you're always on the hunt. If you're just thinking about deer in your bed before you go to bed, you know, it's all part of the hunt. This is Colin Cottrell, and you're listening to The Wild Initiative.
1: Put down your latte and pull on your boots. There's a lot of people that can pull the trigger on an animal, but they don't know what to do with it after. If you would have told me that a stupid turkey was going to make me get that excited, I'd have told you you were crazy.
0: It's just a skill that you have to perfect over a lot of years.
1: Hunting is a tribal activity. We've lost the tribe. We can't even hunt together anymore. Well, the people that are anti-hunting are usually pro-abortion. So kill the people, save the animals. I just remember riding my horse back to camp with the Northern Lights and the moose behind me. And I'm like, this is why I've done this. This is as cool as an experience as I will get. Hi, this is Jim Shockey. This is Sam Soholt, the public land bus guy. Hi, I'm Kimi Greentree. Hi, this is South Cox with the Western Bowhunter Podcast. Hey, this is Ben Datamonki, a.k.a. Shed Crazy. You're listening to The Wild Initiative. All right, y'all, welcome to the first episode of 2020 of The Wild Initiative, y'all. hope you had a happy new year. Hope y'all have recovered from your <laughs> new year's eve parties by now um i uh i went to bed by uh well before 10 o'clock because i had a 6 a.m call on the first but uh hope y'all are enjoying your 2020 and really getting after it y'all today i am talking with a good buddy of mine he's been a listener to the podcast for a while and we've just been kind of chatting on and off for a while colin Cottrell. colin thanks so much for uh Hopping on for this very first episode of 2020. So no pressure, man. You got you to gotta sound really super smart and interesting on this episode. <laughs>
0: I'll do. I'll do my best, Sam. Thanks a bunch, man, for uh, inviting me to come on the show. (laughs) No, I'm gonna. I'm gonna do my best. I'll give it all I got. I'll I'll, I'll put my best foot. My best foot forward, and and see what I do. you're already. You're already just
1: screwing it up here, man. What What is this? What is?
0: (laughs) (laughs) Maybe I'll make uh, make a a few podcast listeners uh, come on over and check out my podcast. No,
1: I'm I'm just kidding. There we (laughs) go. no man i was just i was thinking about it um right literally before i i asked you to come on i was like who haven't i had on like i wanted to uh bring someone on that just you know that I, I know for this first episode and that i think would be interesting i was just like i feel like i'm overlooking someone and i'm like i haven't had calling on like i've been talking to this guy forever <laughs> um, and how have i never asked you on so i'm super glad to have you on yeah um You know how I like to start these out. Why don't you tell me really just a little bit about your background, how you got your start in hunting, fishing, the outdoors, the whole shebang?
0: Yeah, yeah, man. Uh, No, it kind of goes back, way back, actually, when I was like, 3 years old uh my start in hunting was from my dad and, and uh so I was born and raised in central minnesota and in, in, in the north woods of minnesota actually and kind of what we did is the week the weekends during there was two deer deer season or two weekends of deer season and uh it was there was two weekends and uh basically it was like the orange army comes out and invades the woods so we we would go up to what we called the big woods and my dad would take me up there with him when i was super young and i remember this full bright orange suit uh and we were up in the woods and dad would help me up into the deer stand and we he'd be up there with his rifle and and we'd be uh you know sitting there it was cold as could be he'd be handing me like snacks and all these kinds of things to kind of keep my attention and and keep me uh awake and and uh, ready but uh i always ended up falling asleep and and saying dad i'm gonna walk back to the car so <laughs> so i literally would walk walk through the woods by myself and go back to the car and jump in the car and go to sleep and he'd be still sitting out there trying to hunt but uh that was kind of my intro to hunting man it was it was really just a it was my family heritage I mean it goes way way back on um, my uncles my my grandpa my great-grandpa you know everybody in my family hunted. It was uh in our blood from the start and it was a way of life. You know, it was a way to uh, put food on the table, but then it was a way to enjoy nature in the outdoors. So it kind of uh that's where it started. And from there it's it's just grown. You know, as, as you know as being a hunter yourself, it just grows and, and as you get more involved and you do more and you meet more people out there that are like minded and love to hunt like you do, it just grows that passion grows and 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 then it there's this element where you try to become a better hunter. You know, and that really continues that growth forward so that's kind of yeah that's kind of my start in hunting um i don't know if you want to know more about my start in the hunting industry as well that's something we could talk about at some point as well
1: yeah definitely um i it's just funny you know that's the one thing every time i've sat in a tree stand though the one thing i think about is i'm like i'm freezing cold i'm miserable i want to fall asleep and i can't do anything about it albeit i have I will always harness in because I've taken way too many tree stand naps in mm-hmm. really sketchy, super sketchy tree stands to... Uh, I mean, I don't care if it's the nicest, most Cadillac of tree stands you have. I will always strap in because I will be the <laughs> one dude that finds a way to fall out of a... I'd 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 probably find a way to fall out of a dang platform blind somehow. Uh, but... <laughs> that's just you know it's the the one thing it's like a it's a different skill being in a tree stand i've said it a million times and it it's so different you know you go hunting during the winter in montana yeah you're going to be cold miserable and tired but oh yeah it's a very different cold miserable and tired than having to sit sit stock still in a metal <laughs> on a metal grate for a while so
0: Exactly, exactly. And, and man, it's a mental game, actually, you know, and back then, and I'll be honest, back then it was, it was two by fours built into this big platform stand. It wasn't super high up or anything like that. So it was, it was pretty safe. But uh, so that <laughs> helped a little bit. And I think it was, it was, I think it was probably carpeted in there too on the, and the little platform, to be honest, but, Shoot, uh, man. <laughs> you know, so that helps a little. Bit helps a little bit but uh but nowadays you know i'm a bow hunter through and through and that's pretty much all i do now and and uh, you know sitting up in a tree uh in kansas for 12 straight days from you know from dawn to dusk is uh it's a challenge it's cold it's miserable it's a mental game uh but i love it it's my passion it's it's i just people are like that's your passion you love to sit in a stand all day and maybe not even see anything yeah i love it i love it absolutely (laughs) it's crazy
1: (sighs) I don't know about that, man. I don't I don't know about all that, but so uh <laughs> talking about um you know you uh we kind of talked, you were talking about getting your start in the hunting industry. So what yeah brings you to where you're at now?
0: Yeah, yeah. So there there was a, a supplement company way back in the day. Uh there's several of them now, as you as you know, but uh <laughs> there was a, there was a supplement the original supplement company way back. Uh, I was about 2006. I was, I was a freshman in college and my uncle actually helped co-found that supplement company with uh, somebody who's still involved with that supplement company, the other co-founder and they were from my hometown. So, i went off to college i was in tech college and i was going to school for like design and, and marketing and uh you know they were like hey we need some help with some design and marketing and and everything else in the office so i was like all right cool can i get a job <laughs> They're like, yeah we want to <laughs> hire you let's let's go so i ended up sitting in an office for for a summer pick pack and shipping uh jumping on calls you know trying to help them build their pro staff uh all kinds of stuff man i was doing everything you could pretty much do um you know, just being this young college kid who, who wanted to, you know, to try something new and, and, and figure, and I ended up figuring out that I could like do something in the hunting industry and I could make this a career. So kind of from there, it it sprung forward, uh, into me starting my own design company. And, and then, you know, it was Facebook was just getting started. Then you actually had to have a college email to have Facebook back then. You probably remember those days. Oh yeah. (laughs) I am. But, uh,
1: I've had my Facebook. I think we were like in the third group of colleges to be added to uh, to Facebook. So I remember that was like a big thing. And then I went, then I was like, oh, screw this. I'm going over to this MySpace thing.
0: That last <laughs> yeah. Oh, good old, my, good old MySpace, man. Oh, Tom, man. He's still one of my good friends. <laughs> That's it. That's a joke. I hope you get it.
1: <laughs> so so just to let everyone know, you can go back, and if you can remember your login and password, you can still log into your MySpace, and they still have all your old photos that were listed. Wow. You want to – there's a life. I don't, don't want to look back at that. <laughs> oh, it's bad. It's bad. You can still <laughs> see, like, your – whatever. What, what was it? Like, your top eight friends. Um, oh, man. And uh, – you can still see all your old photos. They're all a mess. They're all like jumbled up and out of order. There's no albums or anything, but all your photos are still up there. There is a lifetime of throwback Thursday gold on the, on my face. And the best part is you can connect it and you can now log into MySpace using your Facebook account. Um, (laughs) That's crazy, man. That's crazy. Well, I'm not gonna ever go back and
0: and check into that. I I promise you. I hope it's I hope it's honestly not there because I I would be so embarrassed to go back and look at that. I was blown away that
1: I managed to remember the password I used for my for my MySpace because I still have the same email address. I've had like the same email for for Gmail address for decades at this point. But uh, man, it it was very interesting but you know i digress sorry so before i rudely interrupted you about myspace and facebook uh (laughs) we uh you were telling me about getting into the industry working for this company and facebook we're getting into it
0: yeah yeah. Yeah. So yeah, yeah, back to my space. No, I'm just kidding. Um, no. So I just found out that I had a passion, you know, for, for doing design work, marketing work in the hunting space. Um, I ended up uh, getting a chance to go to the, you know, I was 19 years old at the time and my eyes were just this big. I went to the ATA show and, uh, you know, everybody that I saw on hunting TV was there and I was like, wow, this is, this is crazy. I'm seeing all these different people, you know, being this young guy who is a, you know, trying to be a marketing professional, and I was learning so much. So from there, I ended up kind of building a career in the hunting space. Um, I ended up, you know, doing some marketing for different uh, agencies. And then I ended up starting my own agency at, at one point. And uh, now I pretty much just freelance, do a lot of that. But yeah, that was kind of my start into the hunting space and how I have built such a network of people and know so many different people. It's it's kind of crazy to look back over those years. I mean, it's it's going to be my 14th year in the industry this year and I I can't believe that but (laughs) it's cool man it's really it's really interesting but it it just it just you know my passion for hunting is really what drove that and now because I've been you know a professional in the industry it continues to drive that passion to you know just represent hunting as a whole even better so I think that's a a really cool thing.
1: So how do you feel this may be a weird question, I but uh, I've talked with a few folks, you know, that podcast or are in the industry. How do you feel? One, I guess, do you feel it affects your actual time out in the woods positively or negatively? Like, how does being in the industry, like, affect your time spent hunting?
0: Hmm. hmm. That's actually a really great question, because it does definitely affect your your time in the woods. Espe I mean, obviously, it depends what area you're, you know, you're involved in in the industry, being a marketer, being a, you know, a digital communicator type person, you know, it just depends. But, uh, as a marketing guy, you know, a lot of times we're getting ready for trade show season in the fall. So, you know, a lot of that work is being done during that time. Uh, you know, so it does kind of cut into it a little bit and it, it, and it did in the past, but now I'm trying to change that. I'm trying to do <laughs> go a different route. So that, so that way it doesn't cut into it, you know, and, and you try to, as you, as you mature and you get a little older, you try to figure out ways to do things in a better way. So you don't cut into that hunting time, but and, and on the other side of it, now I've got a family, I'm married with kids and that, that really cuts into the hunting time for good reason, of course. But my, my wife has been very good about, you know, saying, Hey, it's the weekend you need to get out there and get in the woods and, and uh, you know, and do your thing. She she sees what, what I'm like when I come back, how refreshed I am, how, you know, how it kind of calms my spirit and it really helps me uh, throughout the week. So, you know, there's a couple of sides to it, but I'd say, I'd say definitely it, it does cut into it being within the, in, being in the industry. So.
1: It's funny. It definitely, it has its positives and negatives. Like, I mean, to some extent, any job is going to cut into obviously your time hunting. So it's just the fact of the matter, you know, but, uh, being a quote unquote in the industry, uh, there's times where depending on who you're working with, like you said, like sometimes if I'm working like with a smaller brand, like when I'm designing websites, like if I'm working with an influencer Mm -hmm. or something like that, it's great because they want to get everything done like right before or right after hunting season, mm-hmm, because they're exactly. going to be out too. They're, they're not wanting to be working in the middle of all this stuff. Yeah. Um, but then with a lot of the companies that you work with, they're all this time. I want to be, you know, spend prepping for my hunts or time outdoors. That's going to be their busy season because they're trying to sell stuff to people that are going on their hunts. And so exactly. It's, <laughs> and then, of course, you know I've I've talked with Cody Rich about it a lot. You know we uh, we've talked about it where it's like you know sometimes it feels like either you spend time hunting or you podcast about hunting. When it because uh, especially like you know yeah when you're podcasting at any given time you're you're editing one episode you're recording the following week's episode and then you're searching for guests for the even following weeks episodes after that.
0: Yeah. And
1: so, you know, you're at any given time, effectively like three, four needing to be three, four weeks ahead. You're always planning. It's a constant, constant thing. It's kind of crazy.
0: Oh yeah. Well, and that, I guess that's just the the day and age of digital communication as well. It's you know it's 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 not as easy as you think. I mean, it's a lot of ongoing you know content and posting on social media and podcasting and guest, po- you know, being a guest on a podcast or and a lot of these people you know they have. Either a regular job within the industry or outside the industry or they you know consult with somebody within the industry you know those kinds of things I mean you know you're well aware it's kind of the same way for you so you know it's like an ongoing battle of of always working on this or that you know whether it's uh you know your marketing work or your you know your your work your job work or your uh, digital communication work for you're building your own brand or your own podcast or whatever you're doing So it's, it's nonstop, man. It's, it's crazy, but it's kind of fun too. I, I, I had to step back from it for a couple of years personally, just because it was, it was, it was, you know, it was a lot of time. And and then when I got married and had it, had my first child, it was like, man, I, I can't juggle all this right now. I need to focus on my marriage, focus on my children and then I'll step back into it. So that's kind of where I've been the last year, is kind of stepping back into the industry, kind of uh, getting ready to, you know, I'm getting ready to go out to the ATA show now and, and uh, I won't be at SHOT Show this year, but I, I went to the ATA show for like 11 straight years and then took a couple years off. So I'm excited to get back and, and start working more in the industry again. It, it's, it's something I really love. It's, you know, it's, it's the passion, man.
1: Well, you know, it's, I'm a firm believer in people need to do what they're passionate about. Look at their skills, find a way to take what you're good at and relate it to what you're passionate about and from Mm -hmm. you know for uh, guys like us it's not always initially obvious where you're like i'm like a digital media guy and but i love to go hunting and you're like looking at these two things and you're like how do i reconcile like this whole digital media thing with being out in the woods with no connection it's 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 difficult initially (laughs) but you think about it and it's like, okay. And you find ways to work it together and really do what you're good at. Apply that to what you're passionate about and find out how to make money and support yourself in that, in that yeah, fashion. Ex- exactly. And oh, I get no, it, man, you know, it's- not everyone can work in the hunting industry. Not everyone that hunts can, but you know, it's, if you can, if you can find a way it's, it's a cool thing, man. It's, you know solely from the perspective of being able to make money doing what you're passionate about and not Mm -hmm. everyone's not everyone's going to be remy warren or (laughs) someone that can go out and literally make money by hunting yeah like you're gonna have to find little tertiary ways to do it but eh, (laughs) you know
0: yeah Well, it's cool because I've I've hunted with some outfitters in the past, you know, uh, being a, I was a freelance camera guy for a while and we went and hunted with some outfitters and different things. And, and uh, those guys are so passionate about what they do, man. They love it. Every day they get to go hunting every day. They get to guide different people, you know, on these different animals, wherever they're at. And they just love it. They, they get up at four o'clock in the morning. They love drinking their coffee every morning, getting up, you know, they love the grind of hunting season. It's crazy. And for me, I don't, You know, I do a little bit of guiding here and there, but it's here in Texas, like, you know, it's, it's, real relax. it's a, lo- a lot more relaxed than some of these western guides you know it's it's crazy but they love it and they they've turned their passion you know kind of like remy he's an outfitter you know as well as a, doing the tv media you know digital media stuff and he's turned his passion for for hunting into an outfitting business and then on the digital side as well so you know another thing about it too is people think like oh you're you're a you know you're a professional hunter you're in the hunting industry you, you know you got the you got the dream job it is the dream job because that's your passion and you love to do it but it's also a lot of work it's it's not easy by any means just because you're you know in the hunting industry and you're a hunter
1: <laughs> mm-hmm. well and you know everyone it's just uh the whole thing's funny because everyone just there's assumptions made when you have any sort of brand that relates to the hunting industry because i go, i mean you know you saw it as of i guess yesterday as of the the time we're recording now but like People get so butt hurt when you get any sort of sort of notoriety in the hunting industry, and and it's they're like, oh, unless you're unless you're filling every tag, unless you are ultimately successful, and all you do is kill, 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 kill. Nobody should know you <laughs> in the hunting industry. You're because you're a worthless piece of crap. You know, like I'm like, whoa, there, Sparky, calm down people can Th- those social can have messages <laughs> you know yeah well yeah exactly And that's you know you
0: and i were obviously going back and forth on instagram messaging each other this person was you know getting on you know, about something and it's kind of it's kind of funny I, I mean if you're sitting there on instagram you know commenting negative crap on people's uh you know profiles or whatever or whatever you know how do you even have time for that if you're you know what I mean? I just don't, I don't get how people have time to do that, to be negative and comment on other people's stuff, negative stuff. It it blows my mind, honestly, because I would never go to somebody else's profile and type something negative just because I want to type something negative. I mean, mm-hmm. yeah, I mean, I get it. You know, maybe they have their, their opinion and their feelings, but you know, I don't know, voice that opinion on your profile. Why would you go to somebody else's? this profile and a voice that
1: opinion i guess it doesn't make sense yeah. to me. <laughs> i mean don't get me wrong i look at a lot of profiles and i think well you're a dumbass <laughs> I'm, like, <laughs> I, I, I'm not saying like i don't think a lot of these people are stupid or full of crap you know whatever it is but i'm not going to be a slave to my need to go out and because uh, this person we were talking about he it's probably somebody that I've blocked uh, because they're a dick um, or, or maybe they're not, but it, maybe I haven't. And but, and they just don't want me to call out their actual profile online, but they clearly went and created, yeah. took the time to create a profile to then go talk crap about me on somebody else's post who is actually funny enough. I, I didn't do this intentionally, but you see the shirt I'm wearing right now? Yep, the Shed Crazy. Uh, yeah, I'm wearing my Shed Crazy shirt. This was not intentional that we're talking about it and I'm wearing the shirt now, but it was on Ben's it was on Ben's profile <laughs> on Shed Crazy's profile, and he's a good friend of mine. That's I'm like, awesome. Who, <laughs> what? The whole thing's hilarious, but I'm like, here's the deal, you know, one, if you have time to put out that much effort talking crap about people, like you can't be that good of a hunter because you can't be spending that much time in the woods. Um, I mean, and once again,
0: all the, all the, all the the really good hunters I know are not wasting their time commenting on other people's uh, profiles on, on social media. They're, they're out scouting or hunting or, or thinking about, you know, whatever you know trying to figure out a new property whatever they're spending time actually doing stuff like that i mean there's guys that i know who don't have social media and are some of the best hunters out there because they don't got time for it because they're hunting <laughs> they're doing mm-hmm. what they love you know so man it's 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 real annoying it it makes no sense I mean and, and like you kind of like what you you know talked about you know you're, you're just somebody who's sharing your story you're sharing your ups and your downs you're sharing your journey really and that's I think that's what's so fun about you know obviously being a digital marketing guy that's what's so fun about social media is you can share that journey you can share from when you weren't a very good hunter or you didn't even hunt and kind of come up through and and uh, you know share that journey all the way through now where the issue might be sometimes i guess is is people might try to portray that they're this big bad hunter when they've only been hunting for like a year now that i it kind of annoys me i'm not going to go like say it to them probably but it, that kind of stuff definitely annoys me but but on the other turn hey maybe they're gonna maybe they're going to inspire somebody else to get into hunting And i think that's what's most important
1: mm-hmm. well and that's the and that's the thing right there is One, I think people are a lot more discerning than we give them credit for. Yes, we know that woman does not legitimately know how to hunt and probably just post provocative pictures on her Instagram so she can get free guided trips. We all get it. We're not stupid. Uh, Yes, that guy that's probably pretending to be a badass but has never posted a single grip and grin in his life is probably not the badass he is portraying himself to be again we get it but here's the thing like i don't sit and dwell all day on that it does not they that person does not have enough power over doesn't has zero power over me yeah all of these people that get so uptight about it and so worked up how much power does that person have over them that that they have to put out the effort to go create a different profile and go comment mm-hmm. and find ways to hunt out cuz whoever this person is he's not following me but he clearly has to go find some way to seek out my profile the to top crap like the whole thing is yeah well you know like you're you're good buddies with Ryan and yeah, that yeah. whole message about regaining your sovereignty as a man mm-hmm. um and not letting others have power over like power over you in that Absolutely. way, not granting Absolutely. them power over you, and that is like the least manly thing to me in my mind is granting someone that much power over you, and I catch myself sometimes like I'll catch myself where I'll get really frustrated with someone and I'll want to and i'll I'll start dwelling on it, but then i I, I stop and i I think I'm like, how much power am I giving this person over me over yeah over my positivity over when I could be going, I'm sitting here stewing when I could be going and doing something, uh, productive or shooting my bow or, you know, building a website or whatever it happens to be like, yeah, what? Yeah, exactly. So speaking of Ryan, you got to take him out on his very first hunt (laughs) and yeah, man, he shared his part of the story on the podcast. Um, and, but I'd love to hear some of that from your perspective and kind of like, I guess how you found out about him because getting people to hunt that haven't, that's such a huge thing, um, mm-hmm. for this podcast and for, uh, it, that I'm passionate about just because of my background. Um, mm-hmm. how, how did that whole thing go down? You know, how'd you like learn about them? And then, you know, how'd you... Yeah get him to come hunting with you yeah 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 i forced him
0: into it actually
1: <laughs> no
0: no i i actually heard about ryan i think somebody tagged me in a post that he put out on facebook i mean this was literally at his start this was like three and a half years ago i think it was he, he'd he only been like six or eight months in i think and uh somebody tagged me in a post on his social media or his group, facebook group or something like that or invited me to it and i ended up starting to see his post and I was like man this guy's pretty good and I said hey man uh, you know I'd like to I'd like to connect with you you seem like a really good guy you know I've done a lot of work in the hunting industry I've done a lot of marketing work you know just the natural communicator and connector and we kind of came out and I just wanted to connect with this guy so you know, I could see he was a good guy and he was doing something really cool with you know with uh, order of man and, and the iron council so from there I ended up uh, kind of emailing back and forth with him I think I lined him up with a podcast guest actually one of my clients and one of my friends is ted nugent so oh nice. he, was, he wanted to get ted nugent on his podcast really bad and uh so i think i ended up lining that out for him and connecting him with toby ted's son that might have been after though actually so maybe back up i think it was because he wanted to go to shot show now if i remember okay. it correctly yeah i think that actually that's what it was he wanted to go to shot show he had met he had commented on there someplace like hey does anybody know how I can get into the shot show? And, you know, the shot show is something where you kind of have to be like a member of the, pretty much a member of the industry to get, you know, to go into it. So I said, Hey man, I can get you a, you know, I I have a friend who can get us in. I go every year, let's go, let's meet up. Let's get a hotel room together and hang out and have a good time. So that's what we actually ended up doing. we had never met each other before. We've only emailed back and forth. And I think I started following on Facebook or something like that. But, we ended up going out to Vegas, uh, meeting each other out there and he was from Utah. So he drove to Vegas. He was only a few hours away from there. And we, we met up and, and ended up, uh, hitting it off really well and and having a good time and just hung out for three days. And, you know, ever, you know, I knew a ton of people in the hunting industry and I, I, you know, was meeting people and connecting. I, I connected him to Cameron Haynes. I connected, him with uh several different people out there. So it it was just really cool. I think he could see that I was a connector and he was a connector and and we both had a lot in common and we were both on this path of becoming better man. Obviously he was a little a little bit ahead of me on that at that time. So because I was listening to his, his his podcast trying to become a better man at that time. I'm always trying to become a better man obviously but but I was just in this phase where being married and having my first child I you know I I really was listening to what he was saying and really taking a lot in for it. But uh kind of from there I guess to get into the hunting part after that we we stayed in contact and and this was you know several you know shot shows in the end of January so this was several months down the road he had kind of started talking about uh you know potentially learning how to shoot a bow you know he really liked what Cameron Haynes was putting out on social media so he was you know he was telling me like man that Cameron Haynes guy he's pretty awesome you know he's really inspiring and I was like yeah you should pick up a bow like him you know <laughs> so he ended up going going to his bow shop and picking up a bow and i saw this and i was like man this is awesome you know and he he started shooting i was like well you got to come out on your first hunt you're going to come out to texas i've got a buddy my one of my best one of my friends here in texas is is a outfitter his name's clay which ryan obviously mentioned that as well clay herzog and clay was like dude we need they call it you know, call bucks here in Texas. So they've got all these different management practices that are kind of different from the Midwest or out West, but you know, and some of these ranches, you know, he he wanted to get some of these younger bucks that were, you know, not very good genetics off the ranch. So as part of that, he was like, Hey man, I need, I want you to come out and hunt and if you want to invite some people to come out he's like you can do that so I thought right away I was like man I got to get Ryan out here you know he, this would be his first hunt. this would be a perfect opportunity you know it'd be a little bit of an easier hunt for him not like a western style hunt more of like a you know deer deer coming in feeding and you and, know and a lot easier shot out of a ground blind so that's kind of what we did and and uh, he he flew out here and and, uh, you know, it, it was awesome. It's just awesome to see his his excitement, you know, before the hunt. And, you know, we took some time, I really took some time with him before the hunt. And we we talked about, you know, what hunting is all about, the feelings, the, everything that it involves, you know, I wanted to, you know, nobody's ever prepared or ready, I think, for that first hunt, but I kind of wanted to see where he was at emotionally, mentally, you know, and then physically as well with, with his shot and different things like that. So we kind of walked through his progression and his shooting and different things like that. And you know he he was he, would, he had done pretty good for only picking up a, a bow like I think four or five months before that he had he had practiced a lot he had done really well he had a couple you know as bow hunters do you know they they pick up a few <laughs> you know when they don't have somebody teaching them the form and stuff and they're trying to learn on their own they, they pick up a few mistakes and bad mm-hmm. habits and stuff like that so I so I kind of helped him with that and and not that I'm John Dudley or anything like that, but, you know, I tried to help him with what I knew. And, and yeah, we, we basically, he, he, he said he wanted to shoot it with his rifle first. So he had, you know, him being a military guy and having a lot more experience shooting a rifle, uh, you know, that first, that first morning we went out there and, and uh, you know, he ended up shooting his first uh, buck and first deer with the rifle. And it it was such an amazing experience, you know, I honestly, I would say that taking somebody else hunting is, is more fun than actually going hunting for myself and that and I'm a very passionate, you know, hunter. (laughs) So for me to say that I think is pretty crazy but, but it was it was just amazing it was the, the look in his eyes The I could just his his breathing when he was going to take the shot his breathing and his expression after the shot everything about it I just loved and it's really given me this since then it's given me this passion to reach out to people and try to take new hunters and and try to be more involved with that initiative kind of like what you talked about and uh but from there we it was kind of my turn to hunt so we switched off and I ended up taking a doe with my bow and maybe it was a buck I don't remember I think it might have been a buck I took a buck with my bow and then he he wanted to hunt the next day and I was like all right you want to use your bow and and he's like yeah man I, I think I'm ready I'm I'm good to go and and we went out there and we ended up uh he ended up taking a uh uh another buck with his bow um and he put a little bit of a bad shot on it I'll be honest about that he it was a little bit back but that's that's gonna happen you know it's gonna happen yeah. that's part of the hunt and we ended up you know it was like one or two in the morning we ended up finally tracking that tracking that deer and and finding it and, and and finishing it off and and you know i i think we got up to it and cut its throat or whatever but but that's what you have to do you know we we're as passionate hunters we don't want to see that animal suffer any longer and we uh, we went through with it and that was really honestly a good learning lesson for ryan i think that was something where him being a first time hunter and a new hunter you know he he had those emotions of man what if i don't find this animal what if i shot this animal and I didn't kill it, or it suffered, or this or that, you know, and those kinds of things are, it, if you hunt long enough, it happens to all of us, but for him to have that happen to him on that first hunt, I think it was actually a really good thing, I, I don't want like I said, I don't want to see an animal suffer, or anything like that, but for him personally, it really helped him understand, like, what he's doing and how much he needs to put into his practice and how much he needs to, you know, he needs to show the utmost respect for that animal. So he needs to prepare himself the best he can, not saying he didn't prepare himself, but just gives you that drive to prepare even better the next time around. So that's kind of, that's kind of what happened. And, uh, I ended up shooting a, another deer after that. And so we went home with a lot of meat in our freezer and, uh, just had a great time, a lot of great memories. And, uh, one of the, one of the, actually one of the things I want to mention about that hunt that I know you're reading Ryan's book right now, correct?
1: Yeah. Yeah. I'm almost finished.
0: Hey, <laughs> you've been reading through. So did you read the chapter about where he talks about going on the hunt and he got sick on the hunt? I don't know if you remember um, that or not.
1: It sounds familiar, but I can't remember if it's cause I read it or I talked with him about it but uh, <laughs> yeah
0: <laughs> so any so anyway that was on our hunt that was on his first hunt when that happened and we wo- so one one night we ate some steak I don't know if the steak ended up being bad or something and we uh oh, we ended up both
1: waking up. I think I did Remember just that? I think I just read this part uh because yeah he was talking he was talking about like stuff's gonna go wrong and you have to plan for for stuff to go wrong regardless of how good everything else is i, I remember yeah I, I literally just read this i think yesterday
0: yeah yeah so that was on our hunt and we both ended up waking up so the next morning we were supposed to head out you know and he was i was dropping him off at the airport so he'd catch his flight and get back home and i was driving you know a, like a four and a half hour five hour drive back home as well and we're both like he woke up like three in the morning just puking and sick Ugh. and I was just like, oh no, man. And all of a sudden my stomach started to hurt. And I'm like, oh no. Oh no. So we were both just puking and sick and just like, oh, we were out of it, man. It was, it was crazy. But no, it was it was fun, man. It was just two brothers that, you know, just you know, you know, really just hit it off and had a good time and and really I, I got to show him my passion for hunting. I got to be the teacher for him and kind of show him, you know, the the ins and outs. And then from there he got to take that and uh, it's become his own passion and that guy I mean every time I talk to him now he's like yeah I've been shooting I've been shooting I've been practicing this and that I'm learning I'm doing but I'm going on more hunts say hey when can I come out to Texas let's let's do another hunt you know so you know he's the busy guy as you know so him you know so for him to to do what he's doing man it's cool to see the passion and and ultimately it's really cool because he's he's affecting a lot of people i mean he's he's introducing a lot of people to hunting that somebody like you or like me who's been a hunter my whole life can't connect in the same way because i was born with it you know where somebody like him he wasn't born with hunting he didn't have really a dad or an uncle that really showed him how to do it so he can kind of explain as that adult hunter who who, who's come into it now and he can, he can share in a way that I just can't. And I, I love it, man. I tell him every time that I see he's on a new podcast or he's putting up a new hunting post or something like that. I said, man, keep spreading the word. I really appreciate it. Cause I do really appreciate it. it it's really important.
1: You know, it's, uh, we all, uh, we all talk about, you know, bringing new people into hunting. And I feel like a lot of the time people feel like it needs to be this grand gesture. You need to do this thing. That's going to bring, you know, 20 people, you know to start hunting and but it's amazing the exponential effect and yeah not every person you you bring uh into hunting is going to be a ryan mickler or a joe rogan or somebody with this giant platform but even if you know you introduce one person into hunting and over you know over their time hunting they bring in two or three more people and all of those people i mean it's an exponential thing. And you focus on introducing someone, you know, every year, or even if it's not that often, you don't, you have no idea where it can go. And, and, oh, you, know, you exactly, you never know if that person is going to be, you know, the next Ryan Mickler, Joe Rogan, or, uh, you know, who else with this giant platform that's going to reach out to people that would otherwise never be interested or introduced to hunting.
0: Mm-hmm. No, it's it's really important. And and as you know, I mean, we've had a decline in hunters over the past, you know, I don't know, 10 years or so, I think it's been since 2011 or 12, we've had that decline rapidly. And now I think it's starting to come back. And it's, thank God, it's for people like Joe Rogan, the platform that he has, and and even guys like Ryan Mickler, I mean, the platform he has, I mean, it's, it's, it's really starting to bring that message about hunting and not, it's not just these bloodthirsty killers. It's there's so much more to it. And these guys are really telling that story in a way that, like I said, a guy like me, I, I can tell the story, but it doesn't have the same effect like, like those guys. So <laughs> it's cool, man. I love it. I love seeing that, you know, and, and like I said, it's become a passion of mine now to take other hunters. And I'll say, like you said, you don't have to just take 20 people or you don't have to even take somebody every week or every year or whatever take people as much as you can you know introduce them start them slow just get them out in the woods walking around showing them what deer sign is or showing them what elk sign is it doesn't have to be this where you throw a gun or a bow in their hand right away and and you're trying to you know take them up the mountain and 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 put them on animal right away it doesn't have to be that way it can be as small and simple as you know just showing them different things, how, how a trail system works, how animals, uh, you know, where they sleep, where they bed, where they eat, different things like that. You know, it's, it's simple things like that, that we really need to kind of just get them started with and then let that passion grow.
1: You know, it's, that's the thing. It's, we, we also think like, okay, to introduce someone into hunting, that means I have to find someone that's never touched a rifle before. And then suddenly take them on their first hunt. it's like no there's a lot of crap that goes in between that yes, like a ton. it's it's uh you know we focus so much on the end result of taking mm-hmm. someone on this big hunt or even if it's not a big hunt you know even if it's a simple hunt we focus on that end result way too much and we don't focus enough on those small things like you said whether it's taking them for a hike if they're not used to being in the wilderness you know uh Mm -hmm. making a wild game meal for them like introducing them to the concept of of eating wild game i think so many people have been introduced or at least understand more about it or had their interest peaked after they've had you know i mean make sure it's a good wild game meal Uh, Yeah, (laughs) make make sure you're not a crappy cook you know but yeah uh, you know look up look up some good recipes some simple stuff to make that'll that'll taste good and share with them be like hey man come over for dinner i've got i got this buck you know maybe stick with something that's a little more mentally accessible for people you know maybe maybe don't throw <laughs> or a, or just don't tell them just don't tell them what it is just tell them that also works me. yeah yeah <laughs> just just after the fact be like yeah that was a bear heart um <laughs> and uh they'll they'll never speak to you again <laughs> sensitive <Whoa>. people man <laughs>
0: <Yeah>. especially bears <laughs> the bear thing man people, oh yeah oh yeah. man it's it's crazy <laughs> but uh no you, you're spot on sam it's 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 simple as that i mean it's just you know even just introducing them through a meal i mean and maybe have them come and show you know you show you know you show them how you're preparing it or how you're cooking it, different things like that. Like the passion that we have just for that side of it. I know I love to cook. I love to, you know, smoke stuff. I love to cook stuff here. And my wife is like, man, how do you know how to do that? I just do it. And I learn. you know, my dad used to do it. I watched him. I start to learn. I start to look up recipes and and YouTube videos. And, you know, there's so much of that good stuff out there now with, with the access we have in the community we have, you know? So, you know, it's, it's as simple as that, you know, get them started get him excited then you know kind of gradually take him through the steps i mean that's one of the things i didn't really i guess mention about ryan is we were emailing and talking back and forth and texting back and forth quite a bit during that time he was asking me questions all the time what kind of gear do i need you know do i need is it going to be cold is it going to be hot what's it you know what what's the terrain going to be like do i need boots you know what kind of broadhead should i use you know all these different questions all these different things and even those conversations that you have leading up to that time are so, you know, so important and, and and really help that person start to
1: understand, you know, the next step as you come through it. So, I mean, the time, here's the thing, the time you spend before the hunt with someone making your, you know, and again, it doesn't have to, it can be emailing back and forth, it can be messaging back and forth, but that time you make yourself accessible before you, take someone out on a hunt is so much more valuable than the hunt itself. Yes. I mean, in all reality, like you can, it can be someone that you may not even have to take them on the hunt, Yeah, but that time, you know, you can introduce someone to hunting just by being like, Hey, this, this Onyx thing, you know, here's how you use it. Here's how you can do e-scouting on Google maps. Mm-hmm. Um, Okay. You know, all right, you want to do this type of hunt, make sure you invest in boots and a pack. Mm-hmm. Oh, you want to do this other type of hunt, you know, just buy any, you know, any decent pair of boots that don't hurt your feet uh but you know, you're going to need a good set of this or you know, mm-hmm. this uh, explaining stuff, helping them kind of get over that that hurdle of getting into hunting, that's what's more valuable than anything else. Yeah, it's awesome if then you get to kind of I guess, you know, reap what you've sown and, yeah. and get to take them on that hunt and help them harvest their first animal. But that may not always be the case. Yeah. Um. You know, they may be completely on the other side of the US, but <laughs> make yourself available to people. I think, you know, it's, it's huge.
0: Yeah, it, a simple Instagram message, a simple email. That's all it started with Ryan. It was a simple me emailing him saying, Hey, man, let's go hunting. I want you to come and then you know, things just went from there, and, and it snowballed. And I love to see where he's at now. It's it's really exciting. And you know, I had I, I want to mention I have a great mentor. Of mine, his name's Robert Hogue, and he he's the original. He, he's he's somebody who originally he's a pioneer in this industry. He started the first bow hunting website, which was originally on AOL. It was well, now it's bowhunting.net, which went on the World Wide Web in 1996 after Al Gore invented the internet, of course. <laughs> but uh, <laughs> before that, <laughs> before that i i think you get that joke you, oh yeah you, you remember yeah that. i'm I'm
1: old enough to get the joke but, uh, <laughs> <laughs> i'm curious how many listening are but, uh, but yeah
0: yeah yeah i don't know what your demographic is here but yeah anyway al gordon invent the internet i'm sorry but uh but before that you know he was on aol and maybe some of the people here remember like aol messenger chat different things like that i mean there was all this stuff before the real worldwide internet and, Robert started that website, which is so cool. But one of the things he's out, he always tells me and always, you know, wants me to remember is he says, you're on the hunt and what he means by So even though we're not on the hunt, like actually out in the woods, like maybe it's uh, the middle of summer and we're scouting deer. He says, you're on the hunt. And he always tries to help me remember that. He says, you're always on the hunt. It doesn't matter if you're looking at trail cameras, if you're jumping in the truck to go scouting, if you're just thinking about deer in your bed before you go to bed, you know, it's all part of the hunt. And we live in this world today of social media, you know, fantasy, where people are showing all their best images and their and their best things on social media. I I do it too, I'll, I'll admit, you know, but sometimes we have to remember to document everything, you know, and share a little bit of everything, because even when you're just looking at trail cameras or even just when you're th- out in the woods walking around, maybe thinking about where you might put a stand. That's all part of the hunt. That's all part of the experience. And and we need to remember that moving forward. It's not just about showing the glam shots on, on the old IG, you know?
1: And I, I, I get it. You know, some people are trying to market and make a brand and want to only show the best stuff, but <laughs> I think people connect more when you're real and you, um, and you're showing all parts of the hunt because it makes you more accessible to, to a wider group of people, you know, but
0: yeah, it's, it's authentic, authentic, you know, people really start to relate with that. And honestly, it's kind of weird to say this, but that is one of my goals for 2020. That is like my new year's resolution is to actually be more authentic on social media, to show the dirt, to show the grime, to show a little bit of the background more. And, and, you know, as I, kind of start to build uh, a brand again and, and try to get more involved in the industry. I want to show the truth. What, what's going on behind the scenes, not just like the good stuff, you know, and it, it's hard to do that. It's hard to put yourself out there like that sometimes. I mean, it, I mess in my head gets messed up sometimes just thinking about it. Like, Oh, what if I show this and put people think this about me? And it's like, who the hell cares? You know what I mean? That's, that's what it's all about showing the grime, showing the dirt and showing where you came from and where, where you're going, you
1: know? Oh yeah. All right. So as we're winding down, I was like to kind of tie this off with, uh, you know, say you run into someone at a, at a show or, you know, just anywhere. Maybe it's a, maybe it's a new client that's, that's not directly hunting related. Mm-hmm. Uh, and they're talking to you. They're like, man, you know, I've seen all this hunting stuff. It It, it is so cool, but, and I've, I, I want to do it so bad, but, like, I don't have the background. I don't know if I can do this. Like I don't have friends that do it. Uh, it's a might be a little too much for me. What would you say to that person? What words of wisdom or encouragement would you give that person?
0: Yeah, yeah. That's a, that's a great question. It's a great thought actually, you know, cause it's, it's, I've had to think about this just being about around Ryan. Yeah. I mean, he, he wanted to go hunting, you know, and I didn't know that from the start. I just asked him, but he ended up wanting to go hunting, which was cool. He could have turned me down and then I would have probably had to coax him into it somehow. But, <laughs> but, uh, but, but you know, it's, it's one of those things. I think that the most important thing is just to get around people who hunt, get around that community, maybe go to the art, local archery shop, or the local shooting range, Um, get around some people who are involved in hunting and are maybe have been hunting for a while and, you know, start to talk to them, start to listen to what they have to say, you know, maybe just spend some time around them. You know, even if you have to ask them, Hey, can I just come sit with you? You know, or can I just walk in the woods with you? I think something like that, you know, as we were already talking about, obviously becoming a hunter, I think that just those little things like that are going to really take them from not, you know, maybe having the guts to go do it themselves, but it's going to, it's going to kind of, help them become more comfortable to be in that situation you know so yeah i I think that's what i would do i'd say you know build a be in a community or become part of a community where people are hunters or you know they can they can help you understand a little bit more about it and then you can immerse yourself into it further
1: all right so folks wanted to find you online where can they hunt you down follow along with all the the new Authentic. Colin Cottrell. <laughs> well, I, I guess
0: my favorite place is Instagram right now. I'd I'd love to have people connect with me on Instagram. Uh that's Instagram.com forward slash or is it backwards? Uh, forward slash, yeah. At Colin underscore cottrell. So that's Colin C-O-L-L-I-N underscore C O T T. R E L L. You can connect with me there. And I would actually recommend people if you have any questions or want to connect or just chat. I love the message with people. I message with people more than anything, honestly. So feel free to just drop me a message and let's connect and get to know each other.
1: All right. Thank you so much for taking the time to hop
0: on, man. I had a great time chatting. Yeah, you bet. You bet, Sam. I appreciate it, man. Thanks for having me on
1: and I look forward to connecting with you again soon all right y'all that'll do it for episode 130 of the wild initiative make sure you head on over to the show notes page at the wild slash 130 get links to everything we talked about on today's episode another big thank you to colin for hopping on with me taking the time out of his day while uh the little one is sleeping uh <laughs> make sure you give him a follow and reach out All right, y'all, that is it for now. I'm looking forward to next week. But until then, I hope today's episode inspired you to get involved, get outdoors, and plan your initiative for the wild. Thank you for listening to The Wild Initiative. Please take a moment to leave a rating and review on iTunes or Stitcher and head on over to thewildinitiative.com. To get show notes, check out the blog, gear discounts, other podcasts from the Wild Initiative family, and more.